This is the Old Radio Show's podcast. ships that have tied up with this port recently, some half a hundred crew members have been put in hospitals for infections in arms, legs, and shoulders. Really, gentlemen. And 15 seamen have either lost a leg or an arm in the past few months. Really, it's true, gentlemen. And in addition, four have died as a result of their injuries. Have you any idea of the cause? Any clue at all? The only thing we're sure of, Commodore, is that Unless something can be done at once, there are men on the sea right now who lose an arm, a leg, or maybe their lives.
ship. Oh, Lamont, it's been fun. Mm, fun is right. I've never had so much fun thrust upon me in such large doses in all my life. Oh, you mean the cruise director. I mean the cruise director. That voice of his will haunt me for the rest of my days. Having fun this morning, Mr. Cranston. Join the deck games, Mr. Cranston. They're fun. Very much, Mr. Cranston. It's loads of fun. Be sure to come to the dance tonight, Mr. Cranston. It's going to be fun, yes, I know. <laughs> Say, look, come on. Yeah, what's the matter? In the stern of the ship, that group of seamen, they've been gathering little knots like that for the last few days. What do you suppose it means? <laughs> Maybe they're planning to get the cruise director. Oh, no, seriously, Lamont. I don't like it. No, That's Captain Blair running down from the bridge. Come along, Marco. Let's walk back and see what it's all about. Well, not too close, Lamont. Don't worry, Marco. Well, I don't like the look of this. Give me the ring. Yeah, let me go. Let me go. What's that? What's going on here? You, jump in. What's the meaning of this? Dr. Vaidlaw. Uh, yes, Captain. What happened? Why did this man strike you? I'm sure I don't know. I came out of my cabin and he, he jumped on me. You go below, Skipper. You look at Jim Payne. Then you know why I hit him. Victor Payne, the cabin boy? What's wrong with him? If we don't get the proper medical attention right soon, Skipper, the lad will lose his arm. He's been lying in his bunk screaming with pain for two days. And his sawbones won't do anything for him. Uh, what does this mean, Doctor? What happened to the cabin boy? He was vaccinated in half and section set in. His arm is swollen a bit. Big. His arms were big like two arms. Well, what have you done for the boy, Doctor? All I could. It's an operation, but we have the facilities aboard. We get to port tomorrow, I'll take him to a sanatorium where I can do the job right. It'll be all right to wait? I mean, there's no great danger? No, sir. Very well. Johnson. Hey, sir. This is a serious offense, striking a ship's officer. I can't let it pass. You'll have a hearing later. In the meantime, Matthews? Aye, sir. Put this man in irons. Put him in irons. Put him in irons. All right, Johnson, come on. You can put me in iron now. But ain't it that fellow later? All right. All right, now the rest of you. Get back to your post. Go on now. Let's go below and see this cabin boy. The one they say has such a bad arm. You think there's some truth to what the men say? I don't know, Margot. They may exaggerate, but I've always inclined to the belief that too many men can't be too far wrong. to do my trick like everybody else. I'm going to work. Now, just a minute, son. You're in no condition to do any work. I tell you, I've... No. Take it easy. Steady, boy. Back in bed with you. Easy now. There we are. They'll never ship me again. I fell down on my first point. Don't worry about that. 
You've got a man-sized job getting well on your hands. Uh, Victor, this uh, this here's Mr. Cranston, and uh, uh, come in, Miss Lane. Oh, thank you. Mr. Cranston and Miss Lane, Victor. They're passengers. They come down to see how you're doing. You, uh, you mind if I look at your arm, Victor? No, sir. What? No bandage? Well, that's a nasty wound. Why, the arm must be swollen more than twice its normal size. Tell me, Victor, how did it happen? Well, it started from a vaccination I got in half. A bit of infection set in. Well, I didn't think it was much, but Dr. Bedlaw, he said it was serious. Oh, I see. Mr. Cranston. Yes, Victor. I won't lose my arm. I, oh, I can't do that, sir. I, I gotta work. You see, there's somebody depending on me. That's why I came to see, because there wasn't any work at home. Oh, Victor, don't lose your courage. Oh, it's my own fault I'm in this mess. I, I was warned against Vadlaw. Warned? By whom? Newt Johnson. He, he told me not to let Vadlaw touch me. Johnson? The man who struck the doctor? Oh, I see. Hello, Mr. Cranston. How do you do, Miss Lane? How do you do, Captain? You've met Dr. Vadlaw, I believe. Yes, Dr. Vadlaw, I've met before. Yeah, how do you do? Captain... I don't think this boy should be kept down here. I'll be glad to pay for a deck cabin. Oh, that won't be necessary. Hmm, I had no idea he was so badly off. I'll have him moved at once. Just a minute, Captain. I think I should be consulted. Any plans that affect my patient? Well, surely, Doctor, you don't object to his being moved out of this hot, humid place. I wouldn't object, Miss Lane, if I thought it was best for the patient. But you refuse to allow the boy to be moved? Until my judgment dictates otherwise, yes. Dr. Vadlow, I think that you... Margo, Margo, please... I uh, think we'd better leave the doctor with his patient. Come on. Oh, Lamont, I'm so angry I could... Well, it's a good thing I'm not a man. I can't see why Margo, I... Margo, please. This is a time to keep the head cool and the heart warm. I don't understand why Vardalor sewed that wound up in the first place. It's an infection. It should be allowed to drain. Well, something's got to be done. The boy's in great danger, Lamont. Margo... I have a feeling Newt Johnson knows something. Perhaps the shadow can find the answer. What are you going to do? Have a little tete-a-tete with Seaman Johnson. In the meantime, Margo, I want you to go to the wireless room and send a message for me. Johnson, I want you to leave this matter entirely in my hands. 
you may be smart fellow, Mr. Shadow, but you believe me, you won't be able to do anything. This little pain is going to lose arm, may lose life. Hey, no. You see... You had me slain wire the inquiry an hour ago, you say? Yes. And there you have the answer. George Badlow refused license to practice because of failure to qualify in ability and character. Well, there's certainly no disputing this. You see, Captain, Badlow's papers are forgeries. He has no right to practice. Well, he must know we're on to him. We can't find him anywhere aboard. We've searched the ship from top to bottom. There's only one answer. He's gone over the side. Well, my greatest concern right now is young Payne, Captain. If something's not done at once, he loses on. Well, I've ordered the boy moved to a deck, Captain. What else can we do? There's no doctor aboard. Well, perhaps you could transfer the boy to another ship. I'm afraid not. We could never put him over the side in a sea like this. Too rough. I see. Captain. Yes? At least we can get some advice. There must be a liner in our vicinity with a competent position aboard. Perhaps. Miles. Hi, sir. Uh, what was the last ship you logged? I raised the Empress Marguerite about an hour ago, sir. Where did she lie? Got on our course, sir. Good. That's our ship, Cranston. I know the doctor aboard. Good man. Contact him. In the meantime, I'll see what I can do for young Payne. All right, Miles. Get Dr. Sparrows on the Empress Marguerite. Emergency. Well, he's much more comfortable in this deck cabin. He goes off into a coma every once in a while. Mm, the pain must be horrible. Look at the way his face is contorted. What are we going to do, Lamont? Well, the captain's trying to contact the ship to get some advice from a physician. I'm afraid we'll need more than advice. Oh, Captain Blair. Any luck? Yeah, I've got an answer from the Empress Marguerite. Good, let's hear it. Description of boy's arm indicates immediate operation imperative. In absence of licensed position, suggest job be done by ship's officer or responsible layman. How can that... Now, wait, Morgan. We'll direct operation with complete instructions by a shortwave radio. Answer at once. What does he mean, he'll direct the operation? We'll have to set up a two-way radio so we can talk with the operator while the boy's on the table. Captain, that boy's life is in your hands. In my hands? You're the ranking officer. You'll have to operate. Oh, no, Cranston. That's out of the question. I don't know the first thing about surgery. Lamont, why don't you do it? What? You've had some medical training. But I've never done anything like that. You've had medical training? Cranston, you must. For the boy's sake. That youngster's life is at stake, Lamont. You can't let him down. Captain. Yes? How long will it take to hook up the shortwave set? Oh, about 15 minutes. All right. Tell the Empress Marguerite we'll operate in 15 minutes. Short wave all set here, sir. You ready, Cranston? Yes, Captain. Longo, how about you? I'm ready. Good. I'll give you the go-ahead, sir, in just a second. As soon as I raise the marguerite. As soon as you can. Here, Cranston. I'll put this microphone in front of you so you can talk to Dr. Sparrow. Thank you. Mr. Cranston. Yes, Victor. Could I have a cigarette? Steady your nerves, certainly. Well, help. Here you are. Here's the line. QL. Answer 36. Calling. Victor. 
This is going to be a bit of an ordeal. You'll have to listen to all the details of the operation coming from the loudspeaker. I can take it, sir. You're sure, Victor? You want me to do this? You trust me? Trust you, sir? I'll bet on you. Victor, stand by. George, Captain, take it. All right. Hello? Empress Marguerite? Hello? Granada? Sproul speaking. Uh, this is Captain Blair, Doctor. We're ready on this end. Good. Who's going to operate? One of my passengers. I'll introduce him. Lamont Cranston. Dr. Sproul. How do you do, Doctor? Hello, Mr. Cranston. You've got quite a job on your hands, so let's get on with it. Good luck, Lamont. Thanks, Doctor. First, let me take a quick check on your setup. You've got a good, sharp scalpel, I suppose. Yes, Doctor. Plenty of towels. A few dozen. Any way of sterilizing them? Baking them with hot irons. Good. Doors? Yes? Roll it into small strips about the size of cigarettes. Margo, will you take care of that, please? Yes, Lamont. You lead those to drain the wound. Now, the disinfectants? Iodine. Anesthetic? I'm using a local, Doctor. I know how to administer that. I've done it before. Uh, just one thing more. Yes, Doctor? Will you confirm all my instructions as I give them so there will be no chance of misunderstanding? Yes, Doctor. All right. Now then, you say you know how to administer the anesthetic? Yes, Doctor. Hypo's all ready. All right. First, the alcohol. Alcohol, Margo. Yes, Margo. Ready, Doctor? Swab the arm. Right. Ah, he's good. Hypo. Hypo. Victor. This is going to hurt for just a second. So, brace yourself. Let it go, sir. All right. Oh. oh. Good boy. There you are, Doctor. Iodine. Iodine. Paint the entire area. Right. Entire area of infection. Make an incision about two inches long, passing through the most infected area. That's all there is to it. All right, Doctor. Don't move anybody. What is it? I have a patient here, and I'm not going to let any member accept my authority. You have no authority here. I hold my authority right in my hand, Captain. And unless you do as I say, this gun's liable to start making a noise. Mr. Cranston, Mr. Cranston. Uh, just a moment, Doctor. We've had an interruption. We've got to get on with this operation. Oh, you do, eh, Doctor? The is liable to prove fatal. We can't let this... You ain't not ready to pay Now we'll get on with the operation. Without your help. What do you mean? I'm still the ship's doctor. I'm justified in taking any measures to protect my patients. You're a charlatan, Badlaw. A faker. Your papers are all forgeries. Shut up, Cranston, or I'll kill you. Come on, all of you. Get out. Well, Margo, Captain Blair, it looks as though we'll have to leave. Oh, but Cranston, this man... I'm sorry, Captain. There's nothing we can do. Well, if you think I'm going to let that boy undergo an upper ease, Captain. All right. I'll follow you right out. What are you waiting for, Cranston? Get going. Take your hand off that light switch. Put on the light. Why are you? He's gone. There. We won't be disturbed now. Well, Victor, they've all gone. We're alone. Just you and me. Keep away. Keep away. Don't come near me. Why, Victor... I'm your doctor. I don't want anything to do with you. But I want to help you. You haven't before. I'm going to now. What do you mean? You have a very bad arm. Yes, yes, thanks to you. It'll have to come off. Not one. Oh, 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 Mr. Cranston. Captain, help me, please. Well, I can't help you now, Victor. You're going. Now, Victor, when you 
wake up, your arm will be gone. Gone. <laughs> what was that? Put the scalpel back, Lord. What? Uh, that radio, I thought I broke it. Victor's none the worse for his experience, and 
The ring is broken. Madeloy's dead. Yes, and your wounded shoulder is healing very nicely. The doctor told me this morning that you'd be up and around again in a day or so. Well, that's good news. I imagine that if I take care of myself, eat the right food, exercise, build myself up, that eventually I'll be in proper condition to take another rest cure at sea. 